the I Make a Difference podcast, an adventure of exploration of your human self, the conditioned and unhealed parts of you, and your true self, the natural, real and powerful you, a pathway where you unravel, heal and uncover on your journey back to you. Hi, I'm Melinda Cates and welcome to this episode of the I Make a Difference podcast. The focus of the episode today is about how do you stop paying people to have coffee with you and to spend time with you. And this may be something that you don't do or if you do, you're not aware of it. And maybe it's something you've never considered or even questioned. And there may be some of you that instantly go, Oh gosh, I know this so well. It was something I did for a couple of decades. In fact, I remember the day I was meeting a person for coffee and as I spoke the words, hey, I'll get the coffee, what would you like? I actually felt resistance and resentment brewing within me. And this is why it came to my attention and I started to notice it. It was a very simple gesture. One that is one of consideration, kindness and generosity. A gesture that many people willingly accept without hesitation. And probably a gesture many people make without a single second thought about it or any emotion attached to it. Yet I was feeling emotion. And when I reflected on it, when others offered to pay for my coffee... I actually really struggled with that and could not find it in me to willingly accept their offer. And I would often say, hey, thanks. No, I'm quite happy to get my own. You may be thinking, what's the big issue with buying people a coffee? And on the face of it, nothing. But when there is a pattern of being the one who always buys other people coffee, and where there's a pattern of not being able to accept other people buying you coffee, then there is something going on here. And it screams conditioning, it screams limitation, protection, lack of self-worth and neediness issues. I had learned to be the one who would always offer to buy coffee for me and the other person or people. And... The question is, is where did I learn this from? And sometimes when we reflect on where does our conditioning come from and where did the pattern start, it can be from something quite different from where we're seeing it manifest and be expressed in our life. I was limiting myself from experiencing others shouting me coffee. I was limiting myself from being given to and I was limiting other people from being able to express their generosity and their want to give to me. Well, the bizarre thing is, is I was protecting myself through asking them first if they want a coffee, because then it would prevent the other person from having a chance to actually ask me if I wanted coffee. I would jump in first and ask them if they wanted a coffee, so that they didn't get a chance to jump in and offer me a coffee. 
I was actually saving myself from the discomfort of two people sitting in silence, working out who and how the coffee was going to be paid for. Have you experienced that? Are you aware of going through that? Maybe I'm abnormal, but I experienced it a lot of times. I was protecting myself, not only from the discomfort of who's going to get the coffee, but I was protecting myself from them offering me to pay for the coffee and me not knowing how to say yes and always saying no. And essentially, I was rejecting their offer, but I was also rejecting me. So how did this simple process of friendship, connection, and having a cup of coffee become such a complicated mind mess in my life? Why could I not accept others buying me a coffee? Why could I not accept others giving to me? Why was I protecting myself from the offering that they were sharing with me? The answers lay on my neediness and my lack of self-worth. I was raised where when I had things bought for me by other people that were special to me and where they gave to me, more often than not they were used against me. If I did something wrong, what I'd been given was taken away from me or I wasn't allowed to use it. And in some cases it was destroyed even. It meant people used what they gave me as a way of having control over me. And I fought back against that. I fought back against anyone controlling me because control meant hurt. I didn't want to have what I'd been given that was special to me be destroyed. But they were. As a result, my self-worth was impacted. And I learned that I didn't deserve special things in my life because, look, they were taken away, had conditions put on them, and they were even destroyed. I also learned that being given to was conditional and it meant something was required of me. So I found a way to stop that and I learned not to receive from others because then they couldn't control me and they had no hold over me. Or where they did give to me, I found a way to pay them back so I owed them nothing and they couldn't control me because they couldn't require anything from me. There had been a clean exchange of what we had given and offered to each other and paid for. You may be going, how on earth does all of this influence me paying for people's coffee? But it does. This is the powerful impact others' actions have on us and our self-worth. So someone buying me a coffee in my world equaled they now had a level of control over me. It meant I owed them in some way and I had to pay them back so that I was not beholden to them. But the only person who believed they were beholden to the other person more often than not, was actually only me. But the lack of self-worth that grew from this resulted in me believing I didn't deserve special things in my life. I wasn't special enough to receive without someone wanting something from me. I didn't deserve to be unconditionally given to. 
And the biggie which impacted most of my life is I didn't deserve to receive without paying for it. And people didn't value me enough to want to have coffee with me without me paying for them to be there. You might be thinking this is way too much processing, just coming from paying for a cup of coffee. Or maybe you're thinking I'm overanalyzing this, or that it's way too deep. If you are, please know you're judging me and every other person who feels these things at the depth of this. Can you imagine becoming conscious of these beliefs, these actions and processing? I was blown away that I felt so incredibly unworthy, so incredibly lacking in value, that I had to pay people to spend time with me. I stopped and went, what is seriously wrong with me? How am I flawed so badly that I have to do this? It wasn't just about discovering thoughts and behaviours that needed changing. It was finally actually consciously connecting to and feeling the deep loss and hurt and pain that actually was within me. To feel the pain of not being special, feeling irrelevant, and feeling like you're in a dark hole filled with tears and unbearable ache. To believe I had to pay someone, that I had to buy them a coffee for them to spend time with me. How deeply sad that I felt so rejected and so unworthy. I had a huge emotional hole within me that had been created by the lack, the lack of feeling special, the lack of being given to unconditionally. And that hole and emptiness wanted to be filled. And this is when my neediness and desperation started to consume and overtake me. I continued the pattern of paying for other people to spend time with me, to fill my need to be liked, to be special, to be valued. And it kept driving me to continue to do so in the hope, yes, I had my fingers crossed behind my back, hoping the ache of this hole filled with pain would be filled with feelings of value and worth. But our emotional processing, our healing of neediness and strengthening of self-worth doesn't work that way. It required me to become so uncomfortable with the process that I perpetuated that I could no longer avoid and ignore looking at what I was doing and why. The emotions had become so consuming. It was, I was essentially forced by my own system to take responsibility for how I was perpetuating a pattern of self-sabotage in the guise of believing it was a way of being liked and being special. I was reinforcing the dilution of my self-worth. wasn't anyone else. It was me doing it to me. It took strength deep within me to identify where these patterns had come from so that I could understand how I got to be where I was. I knew if I'd learned this, I could unlearn it. 
a friend offered me support any time of the day or night during a very deep grief process. My immediate response to her was, what can I do to repay you? And even surfaced in those situations, I couldn't receive what others generously and genuinely offered me. She said to me, did you just hear what you said? There it was in black and white. I'd spoken the words, the pattern I needed to change. She said to me, please receive my offer and know that I do not want or require anything in exchange. I love you for who you are and this is what I choose to give to you. Please receive it. That was so, so hard. Hard in that it was so unfamiliar and I hadn't trusted that process in decades. In fact, my trust of that process had been broken and shattered. It was so, so hard to change a pattern that it become such a normal part of me. But I had the greatest driver, and that was I wanted to. I gave attention to my coffee-paying ways with the intention of getting to a place of being free of the emotion, that is, free of my neediness and my lack of self-worth driving my decisions and actions, free of them driving my need to pay for coffee. I knew the way I could do this was by experiencing all the different scenarios that can unfold in a situation so that I was constantly looking for where I could trigger that neediness and lack of self-worth so that I could work with it and heal it. My general pattern was to arrive first when meeting for coffee. And what I did differently to start with was instead of jumping up and jumping in before the other person even had a chance and asking them what coffee they wanted, I waited till they sat down. I waited until we'd had some exchange. And I waited till either they initiated the coffee conversation or I knew it was right for me to say something. And I sat in the discomfort of seeing what unfolded. This was so incredibly uncomfortable. My mouth just wanted to open up and say the words that it always said. But I just kept working with myself gently inside, encouraging that part of me that we didn't need to do what we'd done in the past anymore, that we were now having new and different experiences. Then I took the option that if I was first, I would go and buy my coffee for me only before they got there. And boy, did I feel guilt. Initially, I apologized profusely for not getting theirs until I got to the place where I no longer needed to apologize for what I knew was right for me. Then the next step was I arrived after the person. And boy, this triggered levels of guilt as well. Guilt for being late, given I was a stickler for being on time. And in arriving after the other person had, 
they would have either already gone and got their coffee, so I would then just go and get mine, or they had waited for me and offered to buy me one, to which I went through the discomfort and unfamiliarity and desire to scream (laughs) and receiving and accepting their offer and their generosity. I then grew my ability to hear their offer of them buying me coffee and grew my ability to become comfortable with saying, no, thank you, I can buy my own. When I reached the stage of being able to experience all the different coffee scenarios, including purchasing mine and the other person's, yes, back to paying for the other person's coffee, but the difference this time was doing so without guilt, neediness, lack of self-worth or any emotion. And when I reached the place when I could willingly and freely receive, I knew that all the choices I were making were coming from a place of empowerment and doing what was right by me, rather than a place of conditioning and emotional pain. I had healed the pattern that had been strangling me. Never underestimate the power of what appears to be irrelevant and insignificant situations and exchanges. If you feel emotion in these situations, then potentially it's your system highlighting significant ingrained patterns of conditioning and emotions driving them. These situations highlight where you have an opportunity for healing and growth. The key for me was getting to the place where I had healed the emotion, I had filled my neediness, I had ceased diluting my self-worth and instead was strengthening it, and where I had grown my ability to receive what I truly deserved and had choices. And where I knew I deserved to receive special things for no other reason than I deserved to. Take time to be aware of those situations that do seem insignificant, but where you feel emotion, where you feel conflict and tension within you. See if there's a pattern that's operating that you recognize and identify where your self-worth is at and how it may be influencing you. And take the steps to change the pattern so that you have new experiences And so that you can move towards a space and a place where you're making choices that are right for you so that you experience what you truly deserve.